me getting up on Mother's Day and delivering If Mama Ain't Happy, part one, part two, part three. I, I think I've done so many years of them. And uh, one, well, that's one of the things, I guess, I, even at Bethlehem when I was associate pastor there, I always, they gave me Mother's Day message, and so I always did those and, uh, throughout the years. But I learned, I learned from a wise man one time who said, you can be right or you can be happy. And he said, I've learned to be happy. And, and that was a lot of wisdom in that comment that day. But listen, I, I celebrate with you what God is doing in the life of his church here today at Gratis. You know, when you see all of these little ones, it's such a blessing. And we're so delighted and thankful for the uh, family to come. And some of you have come from even out of the area to be here on this special occasion. And we are honored. If you have your Bible or get out your phone, you can turn with me to uh, Proverbs chapter 1. It's just a couple of verses there. But today's message is entitled, Taken for Granted. Taken for Granted. You know, the word take for granted, it means something because you can take someone or something for granted, which it literally means that you have underestimated the value of that person or that thing. Taken for granted means simply you have underestimated the value of that person or thing. Now, we can extend that a little bit more into the fact that we, in other words, we can expect someone or something to always be available for us to serve us without us needing to give them much appreciation and thanks for what they do. We've come to that point to where we just take them for granted. We just think that they're available, they're always available to us, and it's, or something's always been available to us, and we just, I guess, get numb to it, and we take it. For granted. For instance, the things that we might take for granted. This morning, you probably went through several things this morning that you, you and I just take for granted. One, running water. I've been in countries where they had no running water, and particularly hot water. Amen. You had a hot bath this morning. I look around. Most of you look clean today. You do. Most of you do. And you know, that's the way God has blessed us with. Aren't you thankful for electricity? I heard a speaker at UGA on Wednesday said he was thankful for several things, but one of them, he said, I'm thankful to be in a building with air conditioning. And, you know, do we just take that for granted? You, you and I do until, what, that compressor goes out and that unit shuts down and then, oh, if that's happened to you recently, you, you understand the pain. There's a lot of things we take for granted, though. I grow a garden and to provide food for the summer, but do you take for granted that you go to a store that's full of all kind of stuff there that's already been picked and placed there and the produce and the meats and the departments and all the food is there. Sometimes we take for granted certain stores are open 24-7. Sometimes we take for granted mobile devices. When I had uh, my first kids, I think the thing that came out next was a pager. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about, a pager, which let you know you needed to call the number that appeared on that page. For some of you kids that don't know what I'm talking about. And so 
but media, TV, computers, iPads, you name it. It's all out there. Sometimes we take it for granted. One of the things, schools, we're in a school. <laughs> you know, having the education and the school systems and, and roads and the, the government, the cars, you take for granted. You know, I remember my parents said that, you know, I used to have to go to school walking uphill when I got there and walking uphill when I went back. But we have transportation, don't we? Do we take that for granted? You, sometimes you do until the car breaks, and then you have to call your favorite mechanic, Matt, by the way, over there, and then he help you through that situation. But a lot of times we take things for granted. One of those things that, that I uh, took for granted for a long time, I visited them a lot, was hospitals until I had to go in and have a few surgeries last year. And certainly I didn't take those doctors and those nurses that took care of me for granted because they had a job to do. You know, this past week, um, we, we kept smelling something that was in the basement. And I thought, my goodness, we got three cats that's in our yard that my wife has, we, we used to not have any cats, now we got three. How we went from none to three, I still do not know. But we have three cats in the yard, and I kept smelling something in the basement. I said, it's a dead rat down there. I don't know how it got by the cats, but we've got a dead rat in the basement. Come to find out, my wife, we have some freezers down there, but she had bought something at the store, and she went down there and got distracted and left the meat out. And it didn't get in the freezer. And I didn't find it, but she did. And she said, oh, it wasn't a rat. It was just some meat I left out. And... And how I knew it was meat was I went out to the trash can and she had put that meat into the trash can. And it about knocked me down when I opened up the lid to the trash can. And, and listen, at that point, I didn't take for granted that trash truck that comes by on Friday mornings. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you what. Don't take the trash truck for granted, you know, until they don't show up. My daughter... Just graduated UGA, but her, her roommates gave her her favorite things, gift cards to Starbucks. If Starbucks depended on me, they would not be in business. I will not pay $5 for a cup of coffee when I can get it for three cents through my instant coffee, you know, from Maxwell House. I'm one of those guys, all right? But anyway, my, don't take Starbucks for granted. Don't take them for granted. But here's one, our military. There are people serving right now throughout this world that can't be with their families today. Don't take them for granted. And then our law enforcement. And then our fire and EMS that are out there serving every day. Don't take them for granted. And you know, a lot of times we underestimate the value of someone or something. And certainly we shouldn't have let this apply to someone so special that we give the name to as mom, mama, or mother, but certainly it shouldn't be that one, should it? Hopefully not. I remember for me, I got to experience this, and the reason this message came into play was uh, in the early 90s, at that time my wife Angie and I had two children, and we lived in middle Georgia area where I was pastoring, and God called us to Gwinnett County. 
And at that time, the door that opened was the church said, okay, we want you to come. It was Gwinnett Place Baptist Church. And, uh, but the pastor there at the time, he said to me, we can only pay you $100 a month. $100 a month. And I said, well, okay, we'll be there. <laughs> and so we agreed. But what we prayed about, God told us to go. And we trusted God in the process. But God opened up a job. My wife's a speech-language pathologist, and so she got a job at a nursing home up in Cumming, Georgia. And guess what? They paid to move us, and they paid a salary that, she, that was larger than she'd ever received. But what that meant was she had to go in early in the morning, and she got off at 2 in the afternoon. So I, I instantly became what was known as Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom. And from... The time the children got up to about 2 to 2.30 in that afternoon, when she got in, I would go, tag, you're it. Because I was Mr. Mom for Caleb and Philip for two years. It's the hardest two years I've ever been through in my life. Not because of them, but, for, but because of all the things that I had taken for granted. I mean, from the time that the kids, I mean, from the time they, they get up, and then you have, guess what? They're hungry, and you got to feed them. And I can remember the moments to where Angie would get ready to leave, and, I, and the, the only the bad thing for Caleb and Philip were the only thing I knew how to make for breakfast was toast. And so those boys, they had toast every morning. I would give them some jelly, you know, to go on that, but it was toast and jelly. And it didn't matter, Philip was a one-year-old, and as soon as Angie left, no matter how much he loved me, when his mama walked out that door, he was like hitting me all in the face and going, I do not want you. <laughs> Taken for granted. Well, I experienced something there, and I experienced this because a mother's love, they, they carry you in a womb, and then they care for you, and they're there to provide for you, to feed you, and I did not know what a challenge I was facing in those early years. Because it was, listen, just to go to the grocery store. Men, you have no clue. Unless you've been there and packed up two kids and go to the grocery store and shop with them. Try that sometimes. It's a whole lot easier to say, I'm going to get on the tractor and go farming. All right, I've been there and done that. Or I'm out the door, let's go to work. That's a lot easier than taking those kids to the grocery store. Tammy experienced that recently. We were tag teaming while Nora was coming, our granddaughter. And uh, Tammy said, I'll come get them and take them to the Publix and, or whatever, gro grocery shopping, and, and I'll take care of them. You've had them all day. I'll relieve you. And I said, are you sure about that? She told me I should have taken you up on that. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. To load them up. And ladies, what about this? Getting them in the car, in the van, and then getting them to the ball games and here and there. And you just get to the point you got two. And then when you go to three, and then when you go to four, you just run in everywhere. And then that's when you got to call in relief and start. If you got grandparents nearby that, you call them. I need your help. I need a pinch hitter right now. But you're running all over the place. And those are things that I just took for granted that my wife did and then my mom did for me all those years of my life. Apparently, I had underestimated the value of that person 
and what they did. But all the things, and you know, it don't matter if a kid gets sick. You can be the best dad in the world, but you are not a substitute for mom when a kid's sick. Because why? They want their mama. I have a 28-year-old that got sick Friday night, and guess what? His mama was taking care of him. He didn't want me. He wanted his mom. Isn't that amazing? That's the way it is. Taken for granted. But you know, one of the things that happened uh, years later, I, I've, I served those two years of, of being that role, and one, one guy said, are you babysitting? I said, no, I'm not babysitting. These are my children. I'm a parent, and that's what I'm doing. It's parenting when they're your own. If it's somebody else's kids, yeah, you're babysitting at that point. But I remember the church was getting ready to call me as a pastor. And this one individual was being critical of me being nominated to become the pastor. And they actually said something thinking it was critical. But later I, I, I discovered it was a compliment. Because they were being a little mean about it, but they said, you know what, that Mike, all he can do is just take care of his family. He can't do run a church. All he can do is just take care of his family. Do you know I read later that one of the qualifications for a pastor is this. If a man cannot manage his own household, how is he going to manage the household of God? So she was... Play she was criticizing me, but yet she was complimenting me according to God's word. And you know, you can always learn from when people try to put you down. Or, but you know, I wouldn't take anything for those two years of what I learned about the value of what you moms do. Because you clean, you cook. It keeps happening. I was vacuuming. I was doing windows. I was trying to clean up. And listen, I don't, it didn't matter how many times I picked something up. I'd go out of the room and do something and come back, and it was there again. I said, good grief, how fast could they do that? And then I'm one of those, I can't stand something on the floor, so I'm constantly picking up whatever's on the floor. But it happened. Cleaning. Come change. And then the poopies, oh, Lord. I, got a, I, I inherited from my mom a very sensitive nose. I can smell anything, boy, from a mile away. But, whoo, Lord, boys, you better be glad I changed you. You just better be glad I did. And do you know, we teach them and we correct them. Here's a word from God that says this. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed, they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. You see, I had instructions for, for my boys when I was doing those things. But one of the things that I wasn't doing, I was always getting on to them. But a mom does something that's different. Mom does a teaching. And the teaching and the things that a mom instills into a child from the early stages of their life all the way through their development is amazing and incredible. Moms, I hope you know the appreciation we have and we feel for you today because your instruction and your teaching is incredible. And there's nothing more important than that. There was a, a lady that, that was 
praying for God to give her a baby, and it's in Samuel, and Samuel was that baby, but she dedicated that baby to the Lord because she had such a desire for a child that she said, God, if you just give me a child, her name was Hannah, she said, if you just give me a child, I will dedicate him to you all the days of his life, and that's Samuel who's in the Bible. And so, but a mother's love and a mother's responsibility and the things that she does. And you know, people always criticize and talk about how those teenage years are going to be. And some of we saw these little ones. And before you know it, it's going to be kindergarten graduation, okay? And you're going to be crying your eyes out, all right? A kindergarten graduation. And then after that, before you know it, you're going to be standing there and it's a senior prom or a junior prom or whatever prom and then before you know it you're standing there at graduation and then next thing you know it you're going to be standing there it might be a college graduation next thing you know it, you're standing there and it's an aisle and it's a wedding and then it's the next chapter of life but it goes by fast but in that journey you know when we got to the teenage years people used to tell us oh man that's the worst years Man, that's just the worst years. Well, the Bible, I mean, the Bible doesn't say anything about that, but we don't know anything about Jesus' teenage years, but I'm sure he was pretty good, okay? But the deal is, those teenage years in our kids' life were not a bad thing. It was a blessing. And I know why. It was because of the teachings of a godly mother and the prayers of a godly mother into their lives. And I do know 12 or 13-year-olds, they check their brain out at the door. I know they do. They don't think anymore, and they can't think straight. Really, do you know that the, the brain is not fully developed until you're about 25 or 26 years old? So the kids, some of y'all, y'all just learned something right there, okay? But anyway, you're, it's still developing. And, you know, that's why we say that's just an old young buck. They don't know. They're inexperienced. And they just don't know what's down the road. But the instructions and the guidance of a loving mom is something not to be taken for granted. I do know this. I walked, we went over to see uh, our granddaughter the other day, and I looked at the parents, and they kind of looked like zombies and, uh, because they were tired. And you know what an infant does to you? You don't get much sleep. And you're just there constantly taking care. And you forget the stages. And I, I, all I know is this. I am way past having a baby in my house crying all night. You know what I'm saying? But for a young family, the gift of a child, the cries. My daughter-in-law, Anna, daughter-in-love, Anna, was like, she's like, I can't sleep because every time I hear her make a sound, I wake up. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. It's that constant ear. Heck, we were at the house the other day. I was the only one that knew the thunderstorm came through that night. The rest of the house didn't even hear the lightning and the flashing. But you take a mama's ear for that child, and they know exactly and they'll get up and they'll go check. Daddy's sleeping over there. He don't know what's going on. He don't even know how many times you got up through the night. Taken for granted. It is when we have underestimated the value of a person or a thing. 
And may I say to you, ladies, I hope that you do not feel taken for granted today. I hope you feel loved, and I hope you feel appreciated on this, this day. I told uh, someone it doesn't take a day. It should be all year long. But we can get caught up in the routines to where we can almost take something for granted because we expect them to serve us without a thank you or an appreciation. How many times has your mother cooked a meal for you and you got up from that table and you did not say, Mom, thank you for cooking that meal. It was delicious. I enjoyed it. Man, it was great. I loved it. Hmm. Nowadays, it's, you're doing good if you get your kid to talk to you at the meal table because they're pulling out their phone and looking at this and that. But you know, it took hours. Now, it didn't take me about 10 minutes to do that toast, okay? So I didn't expect too much of a thank you but, or cereal. It, didn't take, it took less for cereal. But you know, all those meals, all that planning, all that cleaning, all that washing, the dishes, they just keep piling up. You cannot take that person for granted. I taught my grandsons while I had them for two weeks. I said, I'm going to teach them something. And so I taught them this. I said, I taught them how to fly a kite, one thing. That was cool. But the other thing I taught them was every time somebody takes you out to eat, I don't care who it is, you tell them thank you. You tell them thank you because you don't want to take for granted what somebody has done as a blessing for you. Now, I've said all that to say this. Certainly, we wouldn't do that to God, would we? Hmm. The one who loves us, the one who created us, the one who desired for us to even be in existence, we certainly wouldn't take him for granted. You see, not only did he create us, he carries us, he feeds us, he provides us for us, he clothes us, he takes care of us, he's always there for us. He's promised me and you, I will never leave you or forsake you. And I hope just as we would not take our mom, our mother for granted, that we certainly do not take our creator granted because every day is an opportunity to say Lord thank you thank you you know I I used to I'm very diligent about reading the word but what God did in my life recently was he said I want you to pray as you read your word and I'm I'm using acts and so I start with the acronym acts is I start my prayer with adoration and then I moved to confession, and then thanksgiving, and then finally supplication, which means praying for you and all the things that are in the church and our family. But I've learned that as I read and as I pray it, and go back and forth, it's a beautiful harmony. And I don't, because here's what I've discovered. A lot of times I would have my reading time with God, and then something would try to interrupt immediately to take me away from prayer. Because see, the devil does not want you to pray or me to pray. He hates a praying mom. 
But you know how, God, how many prayers God has answered from a praying mother and a grandmother? Only heaven knows. Only heaven knows. But to have that beautiful sympathy, to, uh, symphony, I'm gonna, I don't need sympathy. Is that the right word, Caleb? I'm trying to get it out, but anyway. But anyway, to have that beautiful prayer time along with the reading of God's word, I encourage you to do that. And I also encourage you, if you have your mom with you and she's still alive, if you haven't already reached out to her and said something or sent a card, a note, a thank you, please do not take them for granted. God still has blessed me, and I know the time is drawing short, but every day, I'm almost 58 years old, but every day I pick up that phone to make that call. Why? Because I don't take it for granted. I do not take it for granted. And even, in fact, if I miss a day, just one day, and the phone works both ways, you know, by the way, if I just miss a day, the next day I hear, you didn't call me. You did not call me. And I've learned to discover it's, the blessing goes both ways. It goes both ways. So do not take for granted someone so special as your mom. You may bow your heads and we're going to have our closing prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for this special day to honor the ones that have shaped and changed our lives. These ladies in this room, Lord, are incredible. You have gifted them. You have blessed them. And I pray that they would continue to be godly women, women of prayer, women of faith, women of encouragement, because their words mean everything. And so, Lord, continue to pour out your blessing upon your church. Thank you for the babies being born. Thank you for answering the prayers. And thank you for all the many lives that have been touched by your grace in this place. And so, Lord, we just lift you up and we honor you for the precious gift of motherhood today. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.